Hi, trendsetters. Welcome to another episode of That Trendy Therapist. Today, I'm very excited to bring you the first guest of season two, which is Olivia Robertson. And Olivia has been following me for a minute, and we've just connected through Instagram and DMs and liking each other's pictures and stuff. And She's great, and she reached out about coming on season two of this podcast and wanted to talk about alignment, which is something, as you guys know, that I'm all about. So yeah, without further ado, we're just going to dive right into the episode with Olivia, and I hope you guys enjoy. All right, so Olivia, hi, how are you? Good, I'm doing awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, Would love to start with an intro to you and what you're all about. Sure, that sounds great. So hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here chatting with Emma today. My name is Olivia Robertson. I'm a wellness coach, and I empower multi-passionate women to reconnect to their bodies and their intuition so that they can live in greater alignment and serve their greater purpose. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I incorporate um, my background of yoga, yoga therapy, mental health, and self-development in creating um, coaching programs for women. So to answer your question a little bit about like my journey, Mm -hmm. um, I've always been super interested in psychology. I feel like I have a lot in common with Emma in that respect. Um, I studied psych in undergrad and I interned in a variety of settings um, from like alcohol research to the crime victim center to psych hospital when I was living abroad. Um, and then That's so cool. You have such a wealth of experience. Thank you. Yeah. I was always kind of like searching for the right fit. And then funnily enough, after I graduated and I was working for a couple of years, um, at Yale University School of Medicine, I was like really stressed out working there. And I started diving in a lot more to yoga and like my own Mm self-development journey. And that's kind of how it led me to here doing like wellness coaching and more like therapeutic yoga type of stuff. So I mean, that's so cool. I mean, as you know, I also am a yogi. I love all of that and the mind body connection, which you and I have kind of DM'd about, but, um, Do you feel like yoga was kind of part of why you got into this field? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was made such a difference for me to like really learn how to reconnect to my body. And in doing that, to me, that's reconnecting to like my intuition. So it's been really powerful for me. Right. And I feel like a lot of people kind of get into this field, um, whether it's like therapy or coaching because of their own personal journey and what they've learned about themselves. Um, so it sounds like that's also the case for you. I know for me, it definitely was. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you didn't always know, I assume that you wanted to go into this field. No, not like I always knew I wanted to help people and that I wanted to work with people. Um, but I kind of didn't know what avenue it was going to look like, but then I think through my own like transformational process of, the things that have really worked for me, I'm passionate now about like sharing those with other women. Yeah. Right. So what do you like, what do you do day to day? Like, what is your kind of, you know, when you're saying you're coaching, what does that look like? Yeah. So I work with women um, one-on-one and we incorporate 
you know, yoga, breathing exercises, meditations, and it's really about like helping them develop like their own sense of intuition and kind of like adding more rituals into their life so that they feel more aligned on a daily basis and like reconnecting to that sense of power. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think like that, yeah, does that differ from, I mean, from your perspective, like how would someone go to you versus like therapy? Like what is the kind of difference there? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it's a, it's a slightly different approach because um, with what I'm doing, it's kind of empowering the person. And I, there's definitely a lot of crossover for sure. Right. Um, but um, like with my approach, it's a lot about empowering the person to like develop rituals and self-care practices um, that are going to then support them in making their own transformation. So I guess it would be less about, um, you know, creating a diagnosis and thinking about what symptoms are going on and it's Mm -hmm. more, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say someone's listening and they're thinking maybe they're a good candidate for someone to like work with you. What would they be looking out for? That's a great question. So I would say the women that I work with tend to be like, they're really interested in self-development. They might be familiar with yoga or um, different self-care type rituals, but maybe they haven't like totally implemented the practices. Like they've dipped their toe in the water, but they're like, how do I really get this meditation practice started? Or like, what does it really mean to live more in alignment? So kind of like taking that next step to like really take action and, um, Mm-hmm. get that passion back. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so I know we talked about a little bit about alignment, you and I, and it's something that we both, you know, incorporate in our work. So how do you feel like for you, it shows up? Like what is alignment to you? I love this question. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about it before um, we hopped yes. on the call. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking like when I, when I was wondering like, hmm, like if I were to write a definition, what would it look like? And I realized right. for me, I feel like it's almost a series of questions that I might ask myself. Like, am I Mm. living in line with my values? Am I being true to myself in this relationship? Am I honoring myself? Am Mm. I listening to my body? And so I did try to make a definition where I said, alignment is an ongoing process of taking inventory and adjusting to ensure that I'm living in line with my values and honoring myself. I love that. I love that because it incorporates the like, the fact that alignment is like anything else, it's a journey, it's a process and that you do kind of have to, and this is something that I view as part of alignment is like checking in with yourself frequently that like so much, you know, especially now in our world, it's, there's so much noise. There's so many ways to kind of get distracted. Right. And that gets us further away from like our truest self and what we're all about. And that, you know, checking in with yourself frequently and making sure you know what's yours and what's not is is so much a part, I think, of alignment, which is what you said as well. Yeah, I'm so with you on that. It's like that ongoing, like you said, it really never ends just every, right. you know, every day. And that's the beauty in. of it, right? Like that it is, you know, I think that once you learn the importance, which I'm sure we'll get to the importance of living your life aligned, you kind of just enjoy the process, you embrace it rather than, you know, thinking, okay, I, you know, this is a homework assignment. No, it's something that it's part of self-care. It's part of becoming your best self. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like with, with your, 
either with your patients or maybe with yourself, like, are there specific things that you think are helpful when practicing alignment? Yeah, there's so many things. I think that for me, a big one has been a journaling practice and mm, love that <laughs> I'm obsessed with journaling. So I have me so many too. different kinds that I like, but oh, I, do think... you? I would love to hear. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd love to dive into that. Well, yeah. so um, for me, I think a big part of like developing alignment and like trusting my intuition has come from keeping promises to myself. So one of the promises that I try to keep is everyday writing and doing this journaling. So Mm. I love gratitude journaling um, as something that I do in the morning. Um, Do you do that with like a specific journal? Like, cause I know a lot of my patients and I'm sure when people are listening, they're going to be like, well, journaling is hard for me to keep up with. And it definitely can be, but yeah, you have either have like tips for that or how do you go about your journaling practice? One journal that I like that I think is super um, beginner friendly have you ever used the, I think it's called the five minute journal. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. A good one. I have that actually. Yeah. I love that. It has okay. you do like gratitude journaling in the morning and I think some intention setting. Yes. And then in the evening. And that's great for people yeah. too, that like the structure of it and like maybe don't want to sit there with like an open line notebook that have to come up with the content. It kind of structures you. Yeah. It keeps it. So it feels very doable. Like, you yes, it's not it overwhelming done. for sure. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'd love to hear about your journaling practices. Yeah. So I've always been a writer. Um, I actually went to undergrad for creative writing. So I mean, my journaling practice started like when I could first write, but I've definitely found that like there's been times and especially times like this, where there's so Mm -hmm. much going on in the world that it's hard, like it's hard to keep up with. right? Right. And like for someone like me who a identifies myself as a writer, but also really is a perfectionist and I do have OCD as well, it can get in the way, right? Because I myself feel like, you know, I need to, if I'm going to write, it has to make sense. And, you know, all these things that I tell everyone else, like it also applies to myself, right? So what I've learned is that, and I'm trying to make it, you know, a non-negotiable for myself that, you know, it's not that I have to write every single day, but like that at least a few times a week, I must like check in with myself and write, even if it like is a couple sentences or a few bullet points that like I'm checking in with myself. And I think too, as a therapist, I've learned the value of that. Like if there's going to be a day where I have, let's say like a bunch of patients in a row, I know that that's going to be a lot of hours of myself giving Mm -hmm. to others. Right. And that I need to, in order to like avoid burnout, which I'm sure you know as well, you have to like give back and you have to, you know, nourish yourself and you can't give, you can't pour from an empty cup, obviously, as we know. So for me, like, that's why, yeah, that's why it's so important. And I think the more that you like, I think sometimes we build these things up in our minds, like whether it's meditation or yoga or starting something new, like it's this big, scary thing. It's a task. And like, again, with alignment too, just making it part of a non-negotiable part of something that you enjoy. And that means like that if you don't do it, that you're not even your full best self. So once you get into it, I think it's a lot easier. And I think starting with it being, you know, a non-negotiable practice for you, whether it is like even just starting with once a week, like it doesn't have to look a certain way. So that's kind of how I view it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And it can be as simple as like 
a one word check-in, you know, you like, yeah. if that's all you have, you could say like, okay, what's a one word check-in? How am I feeling? Write it down. Exactly. So, or like, what's like the word that would describe me today? Even yeah. if it's like confused. Okay, fine. Like that's, you've identified it, you've named it. And like, that's kind of the first step, right? Yeah. And the interesting thing too, is like, there's even something to learn from like an inner inquiry level of mm-hmm. like those days, like you said, where you don't check in and it's like, you know, that there's something you're learning something yeah, from you that really too. Start to lo- yeah. <laughs> you start to notice the difference for sure. Right. Like if you start to do it, like, and then you miss a week or something, you notice yourself feeling, you know, just like more out of a line, right? Like more, you know, disjointed within yourself rather like when you do yoga, you feel like you get into your body. And if you don't, maybe you're feeling a little bit more fragmented. So I think Mm -hmm. it's all one and the same. It's just finding what works for you. And also like nobody has to journal, right? Like that's, I I encourage it because it works for me. However, like, you know, self-care again is so specific to the person that you don't have to, if it doesn't work for you. Yeah, totally. Finding what works. So true. I'm like you though. I've been doing journaling since I was little. So it's something that I really love. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just, it's great, especially like just identifying things, getting them out of your head. Like it's so important really, especially today. Yeah. It's such a great way to process what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. So journaling, you know, that's one thing um, that you, that you say maybe comes up with you or your patients with alignment. Like, is there anything else that you say for people to do or that you practice? I would say, and I think you touched on this, but checking in with the physical body, like what do I need? And it, it sounds so simple, but sometimes it's even like, am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Yes. Do I need to go to the bathroom? Do I need to take a nap? Just yes. checking in with the body and um, seeing what it has to say. Yeah, I love that. And I think that like, you know, not to get like into the whole diet culture talk that's happening right now, but like, even with hunger and fullness cues, like learning to trust your body and not think that, okay, I need to have you know, a diet or a curriculum to tell me when I should eat, like simple things like that, like learning to kind of channel that energy inward and know that you know what's best for yourself at the end of the day. Yes, I'm so here for that message. Like, <laughs> you have to trust yourself more than anyone else. Like, you yes. know, your body. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's part of alignment too, right? It's like, you know, there's so much noise. There's so many things that like are promises, false promises out there. If you do this thing, you know, you're going to feel this way. And really like all that does is make us trust ourselves less, get down on ourselves and make us feel like we don't know what we're doing, which we actually do. Like if we really listen, like nobody else knows besides us, like what's best for us, right. Or what we need. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's part of just like, again, going inward, trusting and, and learning also like just ongoing learning about who you are and like getting back to that like purest form of yourself like in childhood or inner inner child's work Mm, yeah so important absolutely and I think it's so important like for people who are listening to remember when you're looking for a coach or a therapist or a teacher or whoever it might be like remember to find someone who values that message of trusting yourself Mm. first because I know sometimes like it can be enticing when you're feeling lost or something like oh I I want someone to tell me what to do like give me the answer yes and but then that gets dangerous because then what like how are you going to trust yourself if you're waiting for someone to tell you what to do so yeah absolutely no and then you get into the habit 
of, of looking outward for either validation or for answers, it becomes a really dangerous cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's, again, like also what can get you out of alignment is like looking out instead of looking in. Yeah. Right. And I've definitely been there. So I get it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, like we all start from somewhere. It's not like, you know, we all are aligned right right away. I actually think that like the world and society, like, you know, infiltrates us from a young age and gets us out of alignment. And we have to kind of get back to the, to who we are at the core. Totally. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, it sounds like our values are really aligned with like our work and it's cool that, you know, we don't necessarily have the same exact job description, but that like we, we see things really in the same way, which I think is great with fellow professionals as well to, you know, speak about these things and to be like-minded and find those people that are. Yeah, absolutely. I've been mm-hmm. loving following your work the last few years. It's oh been my really God. fun. Thank yeah. You've been such a great supporter as well, I have to say. So thank you for that. Oh, I really you're appreciate it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, and I love what you're doing as well, too. I saw that you, you know, there's been some yoga that you've posted and just like different pieces of your journey. I mean, was that something that like is more recent that you've been getting into online? Yeah, totally. Um, I've been working on like sharing more of my story and kind of like mm. more vulnerable, more vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and kind of like, cause we can say, you know, all day long, these things that work, but sometimes it's like to develop that trust with people. It really helps to share yes. a part of yeah. our story and like what we've been through and like, yeah, like this is what it looked like for me when I felt really out of touch with my body, or this is what it felt like when I was living for external validation. Yeah. So, no, I yeah. Th- and I think it's so powerful too, that that is, luckily it's happening more and people, you know, I think vulnerability encourages vulnerability and that, you know, a lot of these platforms now people are speaking out more about, you know, the imperfect parts of them. Right. And like the things that they struggle with. And I mean, I know like I'm seeing that more um, with accounts that I follow on Trendy and it's just so nice and refreshing to see. And obviously it's still, very much like a movement and it's not we're not there yet but I definitely see it and I'm, I'm sure you can relate as well yeah I'm curious so I know I've been drawn to your work because of your vulnerability and honesty like sharing mm-hmm. your you know your story with OCD and with your eating disorder in your past yes. and what was that was that ever um like were there parts of you that you felt scared to show or have you always felt so open and like ready to share that part of you? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty, I, I'm, that's the thing. Like I'm, I can be very open um, with people in my life, but I definitely keep parts for myself. And I think that's important that as open as I'm going to be always, like there can be things that you keep close to home and like knowing what those things are, you know, is really important just for self boundary work. But of course, like the, the, of course, like the first time I like talked about my eating disorder, the first time I talked about my OCD was very scary, of course, because you don't, you know, I think the OCD was a little tougher because that was one of the things that like, I still deal with, right? Like for me, mm-hmm. the eating disorder is like a thing of the past. So it's, it's easier to kind of talk about something that you've overcome versus like something you still deal with, which is kind of the nature of OCD. So absolutely. But I have to say people are incredibly supportive like I haven't yet received like a bunch of like hate or anything yet I'm sure if I if I do that you know that'll be interesting as well but 
I'm just not really someone that wouldn't put something out there for fear of what people would think. And, and I think that, you know, definitely stems from a few things. I mean, I'm definitely very confident and I very much have done the work um, and continue to, but I, I've learned a lot and I know how to articulate these things about myself and what I've been through, but also, you know, I grew up acting and <laughs> being pretty open in a lot of ways. So I think that does, that makes it easier for me for sure than I think the average person. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. But yeah, no, it's definitely scary at times. And I, I commend people for doing that, like yourself. Like, it's not easy at first to just open up and you don't know what kind of feedback you're going to receive. Yeah, totally. I've been super inspired lately from Brene Brown's work. Um, like reading yes. her books and stuff. So I actually some... haven't read um, her books yet, which is crazy because like I've been recommending them so often and it, I definitely do you have like a recommendation for what to start with. That's a great question. Um, yeah, I would say, let me just make sure I get the title right. Um, yeah. As I'm recommending it. Because <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would love to also read her work. I mean, yeah. I just got finished with Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Oh, I was, love that. I just oh, read that this yeah, summer too. Can't wait um, to read like more of her work as well. I love that. Daring Greatly is what I'm reading right oh, now yes. with, um, okay. with Brene. Yeah. But yeah, oh my gosh, wasn't that. Untamed just fabulous? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I just like, I don't even have words. Like she's so, she's so fierce and bold and like brave in her, like talk about self-disclosure. Like she just, she's the best at it. And yeah, I mean, I heard Brene Brown is amazing too. So I can't wait to get into her work. Yeah. I have to say though, the thing, there was a couple things with Untamed that did frustrate me because I felt like they, um, they, they put a, like, maybe a bad taste in certain people's mouth about therapy and yoga because they Mm, talked about her experience. Do you remember when she talked about her experience with her therapist who was really just like invalidating her experience? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, her experience in the hot yoga class where it was like a teacher telling her not to like trust her body. And then she like threw up or whatever. I was like, no, I don't want people to think that this is what yoga therapy is. That's a good point. But um, I think that does bring to light that like there is you know not everyone is going to be a good fit so just right well I think that's a right great fit, point right? right it's like I think the message to take from that really is that like and I say this all the time like I might not be the best fit for a specific client and that's okay like you know if I'm trying to serve someone the best that I can it's not about like okay it's me versus nobody it's like no I can, if if you're not the best fit with me I will I will send you elsewhere. Like I will provide referrals. And I think that's what, you know, a professional should do in those situations. It's all about the fit, which I'm sure you view as well. You know, I'm sure you've come across that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. So, yeah. So what else, like in terms of, you know, maybe mind body yoga, like, are there other things that you incorporate a lot in your work? Yeah, I was just thinking today that um, in terms of alignment and like good practices that I feel are so important, especially at the beginning, I really like self-compassion work Mm. and like forgiveness because I know for me, like, um, especially at the beginning when I felt like, whoa, I really recognized like I was kind of out of alignment Mm. and I needed to get back. Like I felt like I really owed myself an apology. I love that. Um, yeah. And so I love um, 
Do you know Kristen Neff's work? No. She's a psychologist. Wow. Look, um, and she has referral. some, all, I mean, not referrals, <laughs> all of these uh, recommendations. I love it. Yeah. So many great resources, yeah. but she has some really awesome like insight timer meditations. Cool. Um, and so she has some great ones for like self-compassion body scan oh, or she calls it like compassionate breathing I think is one of them oh, cool. and um I love those because I think that that's a huge part of getting back into alignment is that self self-compassion so what part. would that look like I mean you mentioned like the apology like is that something you wrote down or just thought about I think maybe it was more of just practicing those type of meditations and really like feeling whatever it was I was feeling and probably went into some journaling I don't think I ever wrote mm-hmm. an apology I might have done some mirror work of like talking to myself oh, and that. actually apologizing yes. <laughs> I don't know if you ever do mirror yeah work. I've done some um, of that and I think it's great yeah I love all of that. which is so powerful it's like whoa looking into your I eyes. know and we like don't ever really do that if you think about like we kind of go around on autopilot a lot but like when we're in the mirror, we're not really looking at ourselves. Like we're brushing our teeth, we're, you know, but we're not really taking time to like look at the person in front of us. Yeah, totally. And how important that is. And yeah, I think it's all, again, going back to alignment. Like you can't really get aligned if you're not looking and paying attention to you. Totally. What about you? What are some of your other favorite alignment practices? So, so I journal, I do yoga, which for me, yoga is like a great way for me to just get grounded in my body. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of my anxiety sometimes like obviously gets me in my head. And so yoga just grounds me, right? It's it's a way for me to kind of consistently come back to myself. Um, And that keeps me aligned. I think also boundary work is so important. I really believe in the importance of boundaries and, you know, not just with like relationships but with energies as well like being aware of because I am an empath and um you know I pick up on other other energies really a lot and so I know that if I am going to be around somebody that maybe is going to change my energy like it's so important for me to be aware of how I have entered the situation and then what I leave with and if I feel like I'm leaving with something that's not my own then like doing the work to get back to myself whether that is journaling or meditating on it or writing like whatever it is right um coming back to myself and checking in again like with my patients if I'm gonna have a day with a lot of patients and I didn't really realize the value of this I actually like this stemmed from me getting burnt out like maybe a few months ago now and I was realizing like yeah I was doing self-care I was doing my skincare I was taking my baths and all of that but it wasn't enough because I wasn't really checking in and I was just kind of plowing through those days that were like really stacked with patients and that I realized that like I needed to check in even if it was just like asking myself how I was that day um and so those are things like I think consistency with this stuff is key because I know for a lot of people like they'll start meditating or start this thing for like a week or a few days and then they can't keep it up it's hard right but like that's why I think like start small, but consistency is so important. Even if it doesn't look perfect, it doesn't have to, there's no perfection. Um, Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And especially on those harder days, like you said, like those are the times that you want to slip the most, like where you don't want to check in, but that's the day where you really need it. Right. I love, no, that's so So. true. I mean, that's the other point of it. It's like, 
it's going to be hard. Like it's not going to be an easy thing. You're not going to want to do it because it feels like it's another task. But again, if you can reframe it as like a gift and like something you're giving back to yourself and also kind of like a prerequisite, like how am I supposed to do my best work with my patients if I'm not checking in like that? It goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Totally. I love when you were talking about um, the boundaries and energy. It really reminds me of um, in Untamed when she talks about islands. I feel like I finally understood boundaries when I read that chapter. So she talks about Mm -hmm. like how you have your, your little like safe island where you're like you've really created this for yourself and this is your life and your happy place and like who do you really want to let in and like who having that moat around and really protecting your island and thinking like do I want to let this person into my island or not and that that's like a choice right like yeah I think sometimes growing up like we just kind of go with the wind and like especially in high school and like you know you just kind of do what feels appropriate rather than like is that what I actually want to do And I think Mm -hmm. as, you know, we get older and with all these practices, really just asking yourself every time, like, do I feel comfortable with this? Like, am I going against my personal values? And that's part of alignment too. like knowing your value system and like being able to kind of come back to that place. Like you said, like your island, like having that consistent foundation makes it easier to make these decisions because you know what you stand for and you see clearly, hey, this is somebody that like maybe like. I've been hanging out with them a lot, but maybe deep down, like I realized that they don't really, you know, mesh with me very well, or their energy is out of whack with mine. And then really consciously deciding, hey, maybe I need to like readjust this or make a boundary or take a step back. Totally. Yeah. What I think is really cool to think about too, um, when you said like, talking about whether or not you want this in your life and like what's aligned with your values. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my brother one time about um, this house that I was in when I was nannying one day a while Mm -hmm. back. And I was like, it's so easy to keep this house looking great because everything has a place and like, you know where it goes. Whereas like, say you're in like a really messy house, like you don't even know where stuff is supposed Mm. to go. So it's like impossible. And for me, that's kind of a cool thing about yoga is like it, shows you where your baseline yes. is it's like this is how good I can feel like when you're laying in shavasana like that mm-hmm. and like so then you know like okay like am I feeling off because sometimes oh, when we're true. living in that off feeling for so long like we didn't even realize yeah. we haven't felt our baseline in a while so doing those things that ground you like you said and yeah. like so that you can notice when you're out of yeah out of, a, out out of, of that good yeah I love that I love that too. And I think that's, again, like what yoga and all this foundational work tells you, like you said, is what you can feel like and what you maybe should at your core feel like, like this is what me feeling my best self and my highest self is. And then being able to then identify when you're not feeling like that, okay, maybe something's off and I have to readjust. And that will happen like always, but you will get easier. It will get easier for you and more automatic of a process, like when you continue to learn it and do it over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is amazing. I mean, we could go on and on here, right? (laughs) There's so many many components. I mean, is there anything that, you know, you feel like you didn't get to that maybe would be important to stress or part of yourself or work that like, you know, you want to highlight? Hmm. I think maybe the last thing that I want to talk about is like 
having like the importance of the mind body connection Mm -hmm. and really developing that trust of your body is gonna let you have a really strong sense of intuition and trusting yourself I love that like I feel like I didn't realize before how um how connected that they were really like Mm -hmm. when you feel like you really trust your body you really trust yourself and you really aren't as keen to like doubt or like feel like you need to ask someone else's opinion because you know right right? so like with self-trust like is that in your mind like is that kind of related to all of these things like practices or is there anything else people can do to develop that trust within themselves and with their bodies yeah I would say they're all really interconnected in my mind with um with the physical yoga and the meditation and journaling and just like those check-ins like we talked about. Right. Like the checking in is so important. And I think also then you develop trust with yourself because you're like your body and your mind know, okay, you're going to take care of it. Right. Like you start Mm -hmm. to develop the trust that like, okay, I know I'm doing the right things for myself. It then things become less scary and feeling out of control because you know that like, you're going to come back to this place of feeling your best. Totally. Cause sometimes we, um, I know I used to like ignore my body mm. signals or I'd like kind of shove it down like okay not right, right now right. Um, and I think that um, the cool thing about mindfulness is you learn to like have that non-judgmental awareness you just allow yes. whatever the body's saying just allow it and you don't have to judge it one way or the other right but then those signals become a lot more subtle and it's less of like a panic signal right um, because you're actually listening to those subtle shifts. So that can be really powerful. Yeah, I think, I think so too. And and also like, like just that made me think of thoughts and like the thoughts are thoughts. And again, with yoga, like you don't have to, your thoughts aren't necessarily facts, first of all. And like, instead of fearing them and judging them, really just like letting them come and go and not attaching to them so much, which again is a practice. And like, it's okay if you slip up on it, but keep coming back to the, to the process of really just, being mindful about the thoughts rather than coming from the place of judgment. Yeah. It's so powerful when you develop that witness consciousness (laughs) of like, Oh, like I'm not these thoughts. Like it's just a thought. Like, yeah. Cause we get so scared. That's not me. Right. Exactly. Right. Or like, I'm not defined by what's going on through my head. Like that's not, doesn't mean something's wrong with me and that we all, and that's, you know, part of OCD as well is like almost like identifying with these thoughts and feeling like something's off with me because of them. But and that's at the extreme of this concept, but really just like, hey, I, we all have thoughts. Some are good, some are bad, but like that that's part of human nature and that they don't define us. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Because we can get so spiraling yes. when we start to, you know, go down the rabbit hole, but to just witness it and like be like, oh, I don't need to. Which is there. so powerful, you know? right? Just it's it like, happen. okay, like totally. I don't, you know, I don't have to just like any anytime something comes my way, I don't have to like have a huge reaction to it I can be in control in a healthy way yeah so So powerful powerful. oh well I love it I mean I could go on forever I'm sure we're gonna have to do a part two to this (laughs) that would be so fun too um where can people find you so people can find me on instagram at Mm olivia.k.robertson And at my website at lighthouseyoga.org. Oh, I love that name, by the way. How did you find that name out? Or how did you come up with that? 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I love like being by the mm, beach and so. near the ocean. Yeah. And to me, lighthouses are a symbol of like light and hope. Yeah. And they're kind of this anchored, grounded thing that like just shines and allows people to kind of find their way yes. home. So it, to me, that's kind Ooh, of how I see I myself that. is like, I'm just shining the light and you're going to find your own way. You're the yeah, captain. Yeah, and like keep so. coming back to yourself. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I didn't, totally. I didn't think that that was what you were going to say, but I love it. Goosebumps. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank I you, mean, Emma. Thank you so much for having this conversation. We'll continue it as well. And if anyone has other questions about you know, alignment or any of the things we talked about. Obviously, I'm sure, Olivia, you'd be happy if anyone wanted to reach out with questions or, you know, wanted to work with you as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. I would love to hear with yes. you. I would love to hear from people. Okay, cool. Yeah. So everyone knows you can contact Olivia if you have any questions or anything. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Emma. Of You're course. amazing. Thank and you. Thank you for being such a oh, leader. Thank you. Well, that really means a lot. And um, I'll talk to you soon, of course. Sounds awesome. All right. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.